We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, there, done done that. that. Welcome to episode 35, Best and Worst Homeschool Buys. We've interviewed countless homeschool moms with real stories, real advice, from regrettable buys to game-changing purchases. We're going to be spilling the beans on what worked, what didn't, and how to make your homeschool budget count. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. It's so good to be back. I know. Good morning, Maria. It's nice to be back in this podcast seat. The recording studio is now open after our big whirlwind conference. I know. It was so awesome. And are you still like just reeling a little bit over the weekend? Yeah, it was incredible. We met so many amazing people. Jasmine, who coordinated the entire conference. She was fabulous. She's such a great lady. She was. And then all the vendors, like I just, just, I'm still kind of in awe that we were like part of that group with the speakers we just met so many incredible people and then the attendees I don't know what I was expecting so many new homeschoolers so many I really thought this was going to be more like existing homeschoolers that were like looking for secular options looking for a different kind of conference but there were a ton of people just off the street that were like Oh, yeah, we're thinking about doing this. Right. You know, in hindsight, it probably should have had like a brand new beginner packet. But thankfully, people can go to the beginner, like new homeschooler part in right. our website. So and kind of get started there. Yeah, we stepped the, oh step them God. through that. So yeah. we guided them there. I'm glad we had that resource for I them. I did too. And I just, I don't know, it just makes me really excited to see like what new homeschoolers are going to be coming up in the next few years because I feel like we had some really good conversations and shared some really good information and just I'm excited I know and my new planner that I I published it right before the conference it sold people loved it and it got such great feedback (laughs) I know it was fabulous yeah it was a really and you know what I was inspired you know we're in North Texas and there's not a lot of really great groups that organize all of the resources here in our area so I was inspired by many of the people that were looking for things to compile my own list so I'm actually in the middle of doing that right now no it's great yeah we have a lot of different groups and a lot of information out there but not solidly in like one single place so I think that's going to be helpful a lot of people were really surprised they were like oh you're you guys are local (laughs) we're like yeah yeah we're from right right here so well we are really excited about today's episode because a lot of people a lot of these new homeschoolers are buying things that they really don't need yes yes and so we are going to help them out for sure because you know most homeschoolers are on a pretty strict budget. Many of us are in single income households and we don't want to break the bank with curriculum and school supplies. Right. And I'm a single mom and I'm on an extremely tight budget. I'm very deliberate about what I spend my money on and I'm sure my budget is probably even tighter than a lot of other homeschoolers. (laughs) I know it is because (laughs) I'm always in awe of your grocery budget. Teeny tiny. (laughs) Very tiny. Um, And in a previous episode, we discussed whether or not you can afford to homeschool and we gave a lot of tips and tricks for saving money and cutting corners. Yeah, and it's great to save money, but you're not really saving money if you're buying things that you really don't need. So what do you really need? and what do you really not need? 
sometimes we buy things we really don't need or we wish we had bought something different that would have worked better in our homeschool and spent our money more wisely. So in this episode, we actually went straight to the source. We sure did. I know that I have my own opinions on this one and I know that you do too, but we wanted to get a much broader perspective on this topic. So we took it to the streets and we literally asked hundreds of seasoned homeschool parents how they wish they had spent their money better. What do they wish that they never bought? What do they wish that they had bought sooner? Or which item that they bought that they maybe wish that they had bought a different version of? So we asked them. Yeah, we discussed real tips from hundreds of real homeschoolers that have been there, done that. And I guarantee these are real parents with real advice, but we wanted to give them some privacy. So we've numbered each parent to keep them anonymous. And as I was reading through all the feedback that we received, I was kind of surprised that some of the things that people had bought, mm-hmm. um, because I, I, they weren't on my radar, but if people had bought them, I'm guessing that chances are that some of our listeners are also considering buying them too. And we want to save you any wasted money. And the economy is crazy and inflation is even crazier. So let's not waste anything on education supplies that we don't need. So let's get going. Absolutely. Let's get started. So what do you regret buying early in your homeschool journey? Okay, so um, this was the first person that we interviewed, but it was just a repeated thing over and over again. So many of the moms that we talked to said that they wish that they had never bought a full box curriculum. Mm -hmm. And time and time again, they, they said they wished that they waited to see what worked best for their children and for themselves. And over and over again, they said that they would have saved hundreds of dollars. So this is a repeat over and over and over with these moms. Right, and it's really true. A lot of people are super excited the prospect of homeschooling in the beginning, but they're also overwhelmed at the same time. And so these nice, shiny, full curricula packages can really look like they check all the boxes for you. Often they don't work for every child or a child who is learning new things at different levels. With my own children, it really varied. If you compared it to a traditional school, one would have been perceived as ahead in reading or behind in math, and the other one would have been perceived as ahead in science and behind in language arts. One level box curriculum often doesn't work for homeschoolers and they can be really expensive really expensive so mom number two was super excited about the curriculum she bought but later it turned out that her child totally hated workbooks and really basically hated everything about sitting still in general she laughs about it now because she said that the thing that she bought first was something that they never ever used (laughs) yeah a lot of people think that workbooks and worksheets are the answer because that's what they see coming home from school as homework, but those are often busy work. Some kids do a lot better being more hands-on or project-based, my kids did, or by reading and verbally narrating what they've learned. Right. She said that she wished that she had took more time to find out the best way for them to structure their days and find out what her kids liked best. Um, She said she learned that homeschooling does not need to look like school. Right. And our schedules, routines and rhythms. We talk specifically about that, about finding your natural rhythm within your family. So if you haven't listened to that, go out and listen to that. It really doesn't need to look like school. I know we say that often, but it's true. There's a reason that your child isn't in school and that's because it didn't work for them or your family. So replicating public school at home doesn't make sense. 
creating your own space and structure is a major advantage of homeschooling for a lot of people. It really takes a mental switch. Mm -hmm. We have an episode also that's called What is a Homeschool Lifestyle that we've gotten a lot of great feedback about. And it's helped a lot of new homeschoolers rethink education and what they really want for their child and family. So I would encourage you to check that one out. Absolutely. So mom number four regrets getting subscriptions and apps that claim that they'll be an easy solution. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that your child will learn everything they need to know. Um, She said her children lost interest and refused to do them. And I know for a fact that until like you cancel a credit card, you sometimes forget like how many (laughs) subscriptions you have out there. Right. My husband's like always like, what's all these Apple like $3.99? I'm like, oh, they're apps. That's the big money maker anymore is subscriptions. Well, and that's what people count as. Same with like gyms. You know, they make more money off of people who don't get around to canceling (laughs) than they do the people who actually use the gym or the product. And I've actually had a couple that I've loved over the years. But, you know, we'll get back to that later. Yeah. Anything with easy in the title or description should be approached (laughs) with caution. A lot of those programs are, again, filler and busy work, and it looks like they are functional, but often they aren't. Right. Mom number five, again, here's somebody who regrets purchasing an all-in-one curriculum. You sometimes see that with AIO. She felt like she was capable and good at planning homeschooling for her preschool and elementary age kids. But then she got kind of nervous about middle school and high school and she made like a huge purchase that ended up totally bombing. Right. I would say really trust your strengths. There's often not a whole lot different than in these older grade levels. And you know your kids by now. And if you've been homeschooling for a while, you know what they like. You know what works for them. If you're new, consider trying before you buy so you can figure out what style best matches your student. Many of them have sample lessons you can download for free and give it a go. Possibly you could borrow a curriculum for a week from a friend and just give it a trial run. Yeah, I'm easily influenced, so I always say that that was my problem, was going to Jody's house and finding, (laughs) coming home with all new stuff. But, you know, it is nice to kind of get your hands on something and look at it and see before you spend money on it. So always a good thing to do. Um, So mom number six, uh, she regretted spending money on books without checking the library first or making sure that they really, really loved them. Um, You know, why waste space on your bookshelf if you don't know if these are going to be well-loved books. Right. We know as homeschoolers that we quickly run out of book space. It's a premium. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Yes. When and, I was thinning out my bookshelves when my, from the little young age, yeah. I mean, of course, I kept all our favorites, but I could not believe the amount of books I had. No, it's nuts. And when you have too many, it can actually be distracting and it keeps you from finding the good ones that you have on there for a reason. You know, I like to buy books and put them on a shelf just so that my kids are like looking through and can kind of grab them without actually, you know, assigning the book to them. So I I want them to be able to find that stuff. And I say the same thing to my kids about the things in their bedroom or in their closet. And I'm like, don't waste all this space on things that you don't use regularly. Let's move them out to the garage and only have the things in here you love. Right. This mom also recommended not purchasing things that could be obtained from her local or buy nothing group. Ask big. You never know what people are willing to share. So yeah, broad sweep. I know. Are you on your neighborhood buy nothing group? Oh my gosh. I totally love mine. I got an ergo. 
I got an Argo baby carrier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've totally gotten rid of and gotten some really awesome things on there. And uh, like this mom said, she wished she had asked more um, from her Buy Nothing group because she later found out that there were all these people that were unloading books for free that she could have easily used. Right. Yeah. You never, you never know. I'm always amazed when people are like, oh, I know this is a long shot, but does anyone have like a dryer? And somebody always is like, yes, I actually have one in my garage so that totally works. And so Just come get it. There, yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Join, join those groups. They're really a cool. Well, and it happens to us, too. Sometimes when we're thinning things out, we're like, who could use this? We don't want to, you know, it may be hard to get to like a thrift store, may not resell. Right. Or maybe we don't have or want to take the time to resell it. Right. So, yeah. Well, so- partic- particularly with books and like homeschool curriculum, too, like, there's things that we know that we spent a lot of money on, but like your normal everyday person isn't going to recognize the value right. in that, but another homeschooler might. So right. I'd rather give something away to a homeschooler I know who will use it. Or if than... it's not pretty anymore. So maybe right. something you've written in or wrote notes or maybe, sure. the, you know, the, the corners or maybe it's worn your dog chewed it halfway, but it's <laughs> right. some good value. Still got some good <laughs> days in it. Also, another thing is to check homeschool groups. Uh, I'm in one here in North Texas, and we've been a part of it for many years, and it has a lending library. They lend everything. They have microscopes, they have science kits, musical instruments, curriculum, hobby supplies. They have everything. Many people don't take advantage of it, and a lot of these things were donated by older members to use and to help out. And homeschoolers are notorious for helping each other. So take advantage of that and pay it forward when it's your turn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's probably a cool thing to start if you don't have one in your area. Right. But yeah. it would be cool. It could be as easy as just like maintaining a spreadsheet with that information. I think you'd be shocked how many moms that are already past the stage are willing to say, yeah, take this, take that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So mom number seven. So she bought all of these small baskets and classroom organizers. And she said that they just take up space now because they keep everything they need each week in a laundry basket. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I totally feel that. Um, I sometimes said that I needed organizers for my organizers. And I mean, these things are so addicting when you're like walking through home goods or They're so pretty. Yeah. Or like just uh, don't even go to the container store. Oh my ever. gosh. They're so Just, expensive, but they are yeah, for everything. They are. And I have a real problem like getting rid of baskets and stuff. You know, if you got a real good basket. <laughs> Like, you might need it for something, but you really just need to have a system that works for you. Otherwise, it's in the way. It's taking up space. Right. Okay, so let's move on to Mom 8. So she said that when her kids were four and five years old, she got a couple of school desks. You know, the kind with the seat and the desk (laughs) attached and the rack under the seat for books. She bought it at a surplus store, and she said that her kids love them, but never, not once, she used them for anything truly school work related uh they ended up being outside toys eventually it's so funny because like i still that's like one item that when i see those come up on like marketplace or like anything (laughs) like that i'm always like oh i need those and then i'm like why we would never use those my kids would hate those my kids would hate them too it's so funny um so mom number nine she said again she regrets buying a full curriculum she also regrets buying classroom decorations and coloring books and i'm totally (laughs) with her on the coloring books we somehow had a million 
I, I think mostly because like grandparents and like other relatives love to give your kids coloring books, especially if, you know, they're into a certain character, <laughs> which I had a very Minnie Mouse kid, like only dressed in a Minnie Mouse costume for like two years. So we had a lot of Minnie Mouse coloring books and my kids never wanted anything to do with them. Though now that like adult coloring books are like all the rage, now they're into them. So right. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's funny. That is funny. And yes, you do end up picking up a lot of these as gifts. Now, I do have some classroom decor that I like, but we didn't want the standard classroom ABC border and stuff like that. If you went to our booth at the Homeschool yeah. Texas Homeschool Expo, some of the decorations in there actually are from my homeschool room. Yeah. I had one huge sign that I made years ago called Home Sweet Homeschool. It's so cute. I You've actually, always had a really yeah. pretty decorated oh, you're sweet. homeschool yeah. classroom. So yeah, all those letters and everything I picked up at garage sales and I just I literally yeah. cut down the board and, and made that myself. So That's yeah, fun. you can do that yourself. You don't always have to go and buy, overbuy all that stuff. Yeah, and you definitely don't have to buy like the super schooly stuff right like yeah. yeah let's not replicate school at home because right. it did not work for you no okay so mom number 10 so she regrets a million cheap plastic pencil sharpeners and <laughs> random Costco workbooks I have known some pe people who have enjoyed the Costco workbooks but um, the majority of moms do not and this one really cracked me up only because I have gone through the pencil sharpener thing and then finally found an awesome one that I love that actually it's on our Amazon wish list so we put that on our website because yeah. we love that one. Sometimes I uh, something that I personally regretted buying was a preschool curriculum oh for my, gosh, my oldest. Yes. And now, of course, if you've listened to our podcast, you know, this is a topic that I rail against uh, often. But when you are young and excited, it's easy to get swept up in getting started. And you really want, you know, these fun things. But my third child really, really benefited from not having me in her face with like a flashcard every minute. And she ended up learning all the same things anyway. We've <laughs> We've talked about yeah. the whole colors thing. We forgot to teach her her colors. And you yeah. know what's funny is she's one of your, she's probably your most excited learner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Up. Because absolutely. You, didn't kill, you didn't kill that. I didn't kill it early on. <laughs> <laughs> though, right. though now I do make her do like flashcards so that we can be ready for our trivia games on Wednesday. Right. You know what? You can never <laughs> do you know your state capitals in alphabetical order? <laughs> Get cracking. Oh, gosh, I love that. <laughs> all right, all right. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. So what do you wish you'd purchased earlier? Well, the first mom we talked to wished that she had purchased a large detailed map of the world and U.S. first. She said it was the single most important thing that she had used and it was the most helpful when she was teaching. Oh, yes, totally. That or a globe or oh, gosh, and, yes. and or a globe. We actually have... Um multiple globes. Uh, my kids each have one. But I'm always surprised at how uh, much younger kids will actually get way more out of globes and maps than we think that they will. Yeah, for sure. It's a great reference when talking about geography, history, science. There's so much you can do with globes and maps. And my maps are actually behind glass. And so we actually use dry, well, 
I say dry erase. I don't use dry erase really in my homeschool. I use wet erase. I use wet erase, which um, they're, I found that they're just really helpful. They clean off really easily on whether I'm using a laminated sheet or something behind glass. It's super easy to clean off perfectly. Yeah. Just no, a those tip. are No, those are great. I, mine are laminated. I bought laminated ones. And so we also wrote on those regularly. And then, of course, I have uh, blank maps that we talked about in another episode that actually make really great keepsakes later. We're currently working on our world one yeah that was on our episode around the world in your homeschool. oh yeah, yeah which was a really cool one yeah get a map and listen to that episode um mom number three wished that they had done more play-based and adventuring with their oldest back in kindergarten and first grade versus doing curriculum and seated work she also said that she wished she had found like-minded secular homeschoolers early on in her journey right and it happens all the time you know we say this on our getting started page that finding your people is one of the most important things Things. And also starting formal education too early can be a little bit of an inhibitor, you know, igniting their love for learning. So I definitely agree with both of these. I often talk about my kids being more hands-on project type learners and finding more like-minded homeschoolers. It's just a repeated, we can just go an auto right. repeat on this <laughs> one. Uh, that's one of the things that we've listed on our 10 things episode, our top 10. Finding your people is a really uh, important key part of homeschooling and you definitely need support and tapping into a local group early on it can mean everything total game changer I mean that's where we met that's where that's how we're doing this podcast right yeah yeah and we talked about that a lot at the conference this week we were like we met when our kids were itty bitty and all those kids are still friends the dinos hey dinos (laughs) shout out to the dinos it's a local group here in the north texas area and it feels like you know their relationship with each other was similar to ours way back then their kids are growing up together we were like oh it's like the next batch I love it I I loved it they were so they were so fun they were super cute they were adorable with them (laughs) Exactly. So uh, mom number six said she wished she had encouraged her children's love of learning and done more field trips and always had science and art supplies on hand for those spur of the moment projects. And this is something we've also talked about in multiple episodes. Yes, we have an entire episode devoted to field trips and uh, along with a cool field trip blog post and packet of downloads, we love field trips. Love We've them. also talked a lot about making an art area somewhere in your house where kids can just make things wherever and whenever creativity strikes them. Right. We're recording in your art space like right now. And I saw a photo of um, a bunch of teens at your house like oh working on gosh. some crafting the other night. So these 16-year-olds <laughs> were super excited about painting. Cameron comes in and goes, Mom, can I get some paints for, um, <laughs> we're going to paint out here. And I'm like, where do you mean out there? In the living room? No, no. No. Have a whole studio for that, sweetheart. But you're in here, mom. Because when you're 16 with your friends, you apparently don't right. want to hang out in the same space as your mom. And I'm like, no, I'll leave. Y'all come on in here. So they did. <laughs> they made some really cute things. Oh, I love it. You know, having supplies and stuff for experiments and things uh, for art handy is awesome. You don't even have to. You don't even have to really do anything or plan anything with it. Like just kind of have it out there and the kids are going to find it and start creating on their own. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to mom number 10. She said that she wished she got an electric pencil sharpener sooner. Is this a theme or what? There's a lot of pencil sharpening <laughs> themes going on here. Yeah. I hope everyone's paying attention. <laughs> maybe maybe I need to try one again. Um, I got sucked into that uh, metal like best pencil sharpener ever that was like passed around the internet and um, I bought one and um, secretly I freaking hate it 
Oh, really? <laughs> no, it's the worst. And like the little plastic thing that keeps the shaving. Like it's just bulky. It's heavy. The plastic thing that keeps the shavings constantly falls out and it gets poured everywhere. I'm like, I find it okay, everywhere. I do have this one and you have to empty it. Well, I know you do, but it doesn't matter. Like the kids will grab it to like, it'll be emptied. They'll grab it to sharpen the pencil and then like walking back to their desk it spills out and I'm like oh okay so before you leave today I'm gonna show you mine and you can tell me if that's the same one we're talking Um, about I'm pretty sure oh the bad one or the good one because you have the good one on like our homeschool essentials list yes okay (laughs) let's move on to mom number 11 she said that she wished she had gotten school work display options earlier She said that she somehow thought that they would have less items and paperwork since they weren't in school anymore, and she quickly got overwhelmed with all of this stuff. She also felt like she was somehow more proud of the things that her kids were creating at home, and she really looked for a way to showcase those things and display them. Yeah, that's a a good point. Um, I've talked before about our art frames that kind of open from the front. Those are so cool, yeah. They're awesome. I mean, we use those more to, like, display, like, other people's art, but now that I've talked talk about it all the time it always comes up as an advertisement and like my Facebook feed where people do like whole gallery walls with these kind of frames so they're so they're cool. cool yeah they are yeah and we also had a um we got some of those hanging wire from like Ikea that has clips that we would clip things in I had framed clipboards that I would rotate things out for each kid we have up in my playroom you probably remember I have like art on the wall like big letters oh A-R-T. they're so cute oh and, I love that wall and I don't love about that wall is the piece of paper that my kids put a big F on to put in front of the art. Oh, for fart. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's pretty clever. It's funny. See? It's homeschooly. See, you homeschool <laughs> some clever children. They can yeah. spell. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And somebody also mentioned library cards. I had these from early on, but I guess maybe not everyone knows that your kids can get library cards when they're little. They're usually free and part of your parent account. And often you can get them in cities that border your own city. And yeah, we have reciprocal memberships at several libraries. Like Plano is the one I use, even though I live in Richardson. Oh, yeah. And you can get a whole lot more than books at the library anymore. Oh, yeah. And we um, we actually had to get multiple cards for our family when we first moved here because in Carrollton, they had a crazy five book limit. Five? For the first six months. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No, we were always at our book max. I've <laughs> talked about this in other episodes. Um, our book limit uh, was 50, and we were yeah. always maxed out. And, well, and since my kids have gone on to high school, now their book limit is 100. Yeah. So we had, at our library in Florida, um, they actually gave uh, Jody and I dedicated hold shelves because we would reserve so many books really? that they finally instead of just having like she took up we both she took up the whole p section so they finally just made her her own shelf oh my <laughs> gosh and you were the h section yep oh that's so funny so no one specifically mentioned these but i saw it on another list an analog clock a lot of times we don't realize every clock in our house is digital until we start <laughs> learning how to tell time so and we always you know we just went to walmart and we got some timex watches for the kids too, oh yeah. So. yeah they're cheap and readily available at like I think we got one from the dollar store but like I found out I had multiple analog clocks but like
like none of them actually worked. Like <laughs> I had like an old grandfather clock. I had something somebody had won in a competition. But and all of those things kind of go along with math manipulatives in general. Uh, we're both fa- big fans of using math manipulatives. Absolutely. And um, you can get those super early, um, you know, and they're great for learning all kinds of concepts from counting to money to just everything. Yeah. And our top math games uh, blog post, we have some manipulatives, but we also have tons of games. But that was always such a huge part of homeschooling is just getting in there and getting your hands in the stuff. And you really can start young kids on all of this for fun. I'd also recommend a good set of headphones. These can be great for listening to music or audiobooks for your kids, or it can be used to tune out other family members. <laughs> we are all together a lot. So sometimes not having to hear a chatty sibling or someone eating can help preserve the <laughs> peace in your home. Um, my son took a class, um, a music appreciation at the college, and I, they said that we needed headphones to do this and I didn't know what to buy and I'm like what do I need to buy for this quality music they're listening to and the professor gave me a really great resource it was like 10 or 15 dollars Sony headphones that I bought and they've been beloved in our homeschool ever since so anyway I put that also on our Amazon list I love those headphones all the time my kids steal them so maybe I should get another pair well they're great and for ten dollars like you can (laughs) you know once they're trashed you can throw them away and buy a new pair right And after you finish listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website. We're going to write up all of the show notes and have links to everything that we're talking about. So it's just really easy for you to access and reference. Every week, I like to create free resources that complement that episode. So be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss any of that exclusive content. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we would love it if you went out there and gave us a thumbs up or even comment on the episode thread. What are your best homeschool buys? Well, going back to Mom 5, she said that the three things she's so happy that she purchased from day one has been a printer. She's used it every single day. I know a lot of homeschoolers are enjoying an EcoTank. I don't use that. I use a Canon printer and I buy just generic ink on Amazon. So I have that listed on the generic ink, I think is like, I don't know, like, $10 for all of it. So it ends up really lasting quite a while. And I think they fill them up more than the actual name brand inks. Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about. The other things that she said that she bought that she really um, has used all the time are a book binder. I had one early on. I didn't realize the value. I got rid of it and I kick myself now because I really wish I had a book binder and a laminator. And I use my laminator all the time. (laughs) And I think most homeschoolers do use their laminator and printer definitely all the time well I don't actually have a laminator so I don't I hope I don't get kicked out I know but you know what sometimes I do buy laminating sheets to laminate like you can they're sticky you right now I know look at me I know uh I am a big fan of book binding though and uh though I haven't tried doing it myself I my friend taught me early on how to take them to office depot and you can get them to cut the binding off of a book and then three hole punch it or uh spiral bind it and I'm I'm a, a huge spiral binding person I would spiral bind like literally everything right but yeah it's great I absolutely agree. And she also said that she wished that she purchased PDFs of everything when available instead of getting hard copies. And she said that she learned it can be a lot easier to print from a PDF and use between multiple children 
And now she's stuck scanning and printing pages from her hard copy curriculum. So that's kind of frustrating. And sometimes you skip pages. Like they don't, you don't want to do a certain Right, thing, so right. You don't need that. Yeah, if you can just print it as it goes. And I totally agree with that. Like for big families, for sure. Um, I've done the single copy, but I laminate or put like consumable pages in plastic sleeves so that you can use dry erase or wet erase. Wet erase. <laughs> and then just clean it off for the next kid too. That's something that a lot of people do. Right. Right. And she also recommended that anything that encourages her children's love of learning makes it easier for you to continue field trips, science, art projects, and supplies to have on hand for spur-of-the-moment learning. Right. So those we are t- really important. Yep, we talk about them all the time. Mom number nine says she wishes that uh, some things that she had bought earlier were um, a good printer. This is definitely a theme. A piano. Yes. A sewing machine and memberships to everywhere. Memberships are a great gift uh this is what i actually have grandparents give us instead of you know lots of toys and things like that uh for christmas and different uh, birthdays and we talked about museum reciprocal programs in our field trip episode so memberships are really like the gift that keeps on giving right those reciprocal programs will really save you a lot of money especially if you're traveling or taking a big road trip oh yeah i totally love it and uh piano like we just had a keyboard but you like you guys have a a regular piano right Well, we have a digital piano that i bought like secondhand and it's like several thousand dollars but you know of course I found it for like a hundred bucks yeah yeah (laughs) no it's fabulous yeah okay moving on to mom 11 she said that she's super glad that she bought an eco tank printer I know that a lot of homeschoolers do love that and she also said a laminator so I see a little bit of a repeat there but also rolling carts Um, so yeah printers and laminators yeah, that's something that you probably will need or want unless you're Nicole mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, yeah so a lot of that's kind of a thematic thing for a lot of homeschoolers I also love a great rolling car we have one that is in our homeschool room that has all our homeschool essentials so and it's on our homeschool essentials list on our yeah, website every, everybody loves a great rolling car and you know what like all of our kids uh, ended up taking one to um, college I too know. It's a great dorm. Like you never outgrow the rolling cart. Yeah, we we use them. We have more than one. So moving on to mom number 12. So she's really grateful for functional storage. And this mom talked about having her husband put in fancy floating shelves everywhere, only to realize that books are heavy and they had a lot of them. Some really great bookshelves and storage systems were what she really needed. Ikea has great handy systems. They're cheap and they're easy. And shelves are often also a great item that you can find free or cheap at moving sales or on the like Facebook marketplace or just garage sales. Yeah. You really can never have too many like big bookshelves. Yeah. I even have them in my garage. Yeah. I have nice ones like wooden ones. I found oh. my garage sale for <laughs> cheap and I'm like, well, I, I didn't need these fancy ones for my garage, but you know, the price was right. And I'm like, sure. well, I'm going to have fancy garage shells. <laughs> no, they're great things to find. This mom also mentioned having a CD player or Alexa. Uh, for playing music. I know most of us stream music now, but um, sometimes having a second, uh, some of us with secondhand curriculum may still include like CDs. Like we had a lot of audio CDs well, and things like that. Well, I have to like say that. when um, my kids were, I want to say maybe five, mm-hmm. it was like, like, it just felt like five was bigger. And so each of my kids got a CD player with CDs. Yeah. Like I found them at a garage sale, like cheap. And so, yeah, and it was kind of fun for them to put that in and push play. Oh, so yeah. streaming music is fine and dandy and you push your button and you play your music, but the physical act of actually putting on a record or putting a CD or a tape in, 
I think that's a really cool thing for young right. kids. Well, and we did a lot, a lot of audiobooks. And so each of my kids had their own CD player in their room because um, the library audio books are still on CD. So they would get those from there. And, you know, some newer cars don't have a CD player. I know. Anymore, which we listened to a lot of stuff in our car. I actually had to scramble to for like a VCR DVD player um, to watch some like old videos that we had. And uh, it was really funny because the guy at Best Buy didn't know what I was talking about. Are you serious? Yeah, he was like, do you mean like a Blu-ray player? I'm like, no, I need a VCR DVD combo. So eventually, you know where I found it? Buy nothing. Oh, like really? everybody's got an extra oh, <laughs> so funny. yeah go on there be like does anybody have this oh that's funny those are all some great ideas I think we can all agree on many of those best and worst homeschool buys so tune in next week for episode 36 college applications and scholarships it's our high school series six how does a homeschooler apply to college how do you find scholarships and should my homeschooler tour colleges yeah we're going to be talking about all of that and more so we'll see you next week see you next week cheers be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com as in been there done that btdthomeschool.com You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There Done That Homeschool Podcast.